You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Humby Savetta. All right, good morning, everyone. First off, let's just congratulate those folks uh, that dedicated their kids once again. That was so awesome to see that. So uh, we're in the middle of our 3D series. This is week two of the 3D series, and every single week we're going to be talking about this, our big idea. It's a 3D church is one that delivers, develops, and deploys. We want to be a 3D church, and a 3D church is one that delivers, develops, and deploys. And we pulled that big idea straight from Scripture here in Matthew 28. There it says, uh, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of age. And so we can get that deliver, develop, deploy from this part. The first part is uh, we can make new disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to call that deliver. And basically all that means is people understand and believe in the gospel. And the gospel is that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin. And through believing in that, you're considered totally forgiven of all sin, and you will get to spend an eternity in, with him in heaven. So the second part of this deliver, develop, deploy, we're going to find develop here where it says Jesus says to teach all the new disciples to obey his commands. He wants us to develop. We've got to be more than just believers. It's got to be something deeper than just believing. So then the final idea is to deploy. Once you believe in Jesus and you have been developed, it's time for you to go out into the world so you can go and make more disciples that are going to make disciples who make disciples and so on and so forth until Jesus comes back. Now, we're going to talk about deploy next week, but this week we're going to talk about developing. And um, uh, when I start thinking about developing, it reminds me of high school. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I went to high school way, way back in the day all the way back in the late 1900s. (laughs) So I went to John Marshall High School. Woo, go Rams. Yeah, whoa, I didn't know y'all, I didn't know y'all knew where where downtown was at. Um, All my Rams in the house, I like it. Um, Okay, be quiet now. I'm trying to do something here, guys. Um, So anyways, I'm sorry, I, I love you guys. Um, but, so when you're in high school, like I had this whole thing going, and I did a lot of extracurricular activities, but the thing I, I probably enjoyed the most out of everything was being on the yearbook staff. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things by my senior year, I just got to share with you guys, uh, was that I was actually ended up being editor-in-chief. You know, no big deal. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Not that I'm trying to brag or anything, but... Um, you know, so it was cool because I got to be on the yearbook staff. I got to do all this, this fun stuff. But the best part was that I got to be a photographer too. And I know what you guys are saying, like, everybody's a photographer now, Humby. But like before you could like take pictures of your lunch with cell phones, um, you know, like there was an actual art and a, you had to have like real ability to know how to use cameras. I actually brought in my camera that I used to use all the way back in the 1900s. Um, 
And, you know, so it wasn't just like a digital thing that you just took a picture on it and whatever. Like, you would take a picture and you would have no idea how that picture came out until, like, way later. Because we used to use film in these cameras. <laughs> way back in my day, we used to use film. And then you'd have to take that film and, and go to HEB and, like, get it developed. And, and you don't even know if the picture was going to be good until days and days later. Um, and then sometimes, like, you would get the film back and you'd be like, oh, man, I totally forgot I even took that picture. Uh, so it was like, it was this whole crazy process. But at our school, at John Marshall High School, woo, yeah. I'm just gonna keep on saying that for like shameless applause for the rest of this time. Um, so at my school, we had a hack. We had our own dark room there in the, in the journalism department. And so that means that we were able to develop our own film and print our own pictures there right in there, and there's a really particular process involved with it that I want to walk you guys through. So first you would go into the dark room, you'd be in total darkness, you'd pop open the canister of film, and you'd get it on this spool, which you see right there behind me, that metal spool, and you'd have to put it on there just like so perfectly, and then you would drop it into that silver canister there, and then you would start pouring uh, three different kinds of chemicals in it, then you'd have to like shake it and wait, you set a timer and shake it and wait. It was this whole, this whole process that took like, uh, I, I want to say like about an hour uh, to get through through that first part. And at the end of it, you'd be done, you could pop open the, the film, and it would be fully developed, and you would have what's called negatives. So that's just the first half of the process, is just developing the film, and that was all done in the dark. The second part of it was making a photo print, and when you got that going, you were actually able to turn on lights, but you could turn on the red, oh, the red lights. That was nice. Turn on the red lights in the dark room. And so you kind of worked around and you were working with this red light. And so there was another process to that. You had to get the negatives and then you put it on a film enlarger. And so it would make this big picture there. And then you get your photo paper out and you'd hit this button and it would turn on a light and the light would shine down on this photo paper and expose the paper, and then you could take that paper and you would drop it in some more chemicals, and it would go through another three-step process of chemicals uh, the whole time. And then finally, at the end, you're able to pull the, the photos out of the chemicals, hold them up on the wall, and they would dry. Another like couple of hours, right? So we were like totally hacking the process by getting like six hours of work instead of having to wait multiple days to get this film back. And um, really, I know this process is long and tedious and it can be kind of boring, uh, but a lot of times this process can be like how we develop. We are people that take a lot of time, a lot of effort to go ahead and get us developed. And we can go halfway, right, and just be like a set of negatives. But really, a nice set of negatives isn't as cool as the fully developed picture that, that God wants us to be. And so today, that's what we're going to be going through is, is this process a little bit of what it looks like. And I want you guys to look at James 5 here, and we can see some of the scripture that's going to inform what we're talking about today. So there in James 5, 14, it says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. 
confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So if we were looking at this scripture um, and, and you, you were looking at it and you're going, oh man, like that sounds like physical healing that we're talking about here. I, I know uh, like if you're thinking that because I thought the exact same t- thing a handful of times, like every time I read it until recently studying through this because something popped out at me while I was going through it. I was like, oh man, what does sin have to do with physical ailments? What does sin have to do with something like be, like a broken arm? or a busted ankle, you know, like what does sin have to do with that? And I didn't understand the, the, the tie-in with it, so I, I did a little bit more research and I started looking at the original language that it was written in, which is Greek, and while I was going through it, there were three words that popped up that, that were way different and I feel like changed uh, the meaning of this, and, and so let's take a look at some of those words. The first word is the Greek word for sick that is used here at the beginning is kamno, which actually means to be weary. And then the word heal that's used in here, the Greek word, is actually sozo, which is to save. And then the, the, the third word that popped out at me is the word for well, which is agiro, which is to waken or to raise up. So it might not seem like a really big deal when we just look at these words like this, but let's pull the, the scripture back up and we'll translate it the way that, that we kind of looked at these Greek words here. So we'll, we'll read through it one more time, James 5. There it says, are any of you weary? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will save the weary, and the Lord will raise you up. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another, and to, uh, confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The Greek word for healed is a literal translation to the word healed, so it's a, a totally different word than the one before. Um, then you see the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So when you look at this, it's incredible to see how much those couple words being translated differently changes the feeling of it. Because the first part isn't about like, you know, your broken arm or your messed up ankle. It's not about that. It's about being physically unwell and physically weary. Really, this could be talking about what we've been saying, deliver, right? This is about understanding who God is and God changing you and making you well or raising you up. And then, so then you look at the second half of that. Yeah, the second half of it right there. It's exciting. You look at that second half and you can see that we want to confess our sins to one another so that we may be healed. We're going to need other people that are going to be there praying for us to get healing. And it says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. And some of you are thinking, man, uh, we confess sins to one another, and I know all my dudes' bad stuff. That bro ain't righteous at all. Like, he's not the guy I want praying for me. Well, then, when we start talking about deliver again, that's why, that's why it's so important that we understand the gospel, right? We talk about deliver is understanding and believing in the gospel. Well, the gospel is that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we can be um, made one again, right? So he can take on, he took on the, all of our sins, and through that process, we're made innocent or righteous. We're seen as righteous in front of God. So all that takes is to be a believer in Jesus. You don't have to be a perfect person to see results in your prayer. You just have to believe in Jesus and you can see great results in your prayer through uh, earnest prayer right here and, and get wonderful results as we're seeing this. And it's through this idea that we're seeing that, you know, um, God will do one thing, which is deliver, and then when you need to be healed, when you need to be put back together again, 
you're going to find that in people. And that's exactly why this is our big idea for today. It's God delivered you, but you need people to get developed. God delivered you, but you need people to get developed. Everybody say develop with me. One, two, three. That's right. We need to get developed. Much like film needs to go from this weird thing of basically uselessness to being developed into pictures and prints and everything that becomes art and beautiful, you need that. So here, um, the difference between film that we were, were talking about, you heard the whole list, right? Like there's a process and it's linear and you just, first you do this, then you do that, then you do this, then you do that. But with us, and us getting developed, it's not a linear process. Sometimes you're gonna get something from over here, and then you're gonna come over here and get that, and then you'll come back over here and whatever, and you'll kind of be all over the place, and that's okay, because our processes of developing aren't linear, they're actually the way God wants us to do it, so just roll with it, and that's a good way to do it. Um, and so that's how it goes, but here at City Church Downtown, we have a few ways that you can get developed, and I do wanna give them to you so you just know uh, the ways that you can get developed around here. So the first one I wanna talk about is peeling the onion or PTO. All that is is um, it's a 12-step tribe with an emphasis on our spirituality in, in Christ. And PTO will allow you to dig deep in your past and get into your junk and come out on the other side as a better uh, person. And, and right now, uh, it's, it just started, so it's actually a closed group right now, but in a few months, we're going to get it open back up. So that's why I was like, okay, that's one part of it, because some people will be like, oh, well, you got to do PTO first, and then you do this, and you do that. And I'm like, no, this isn't a linear process. You can go anywhere, and you can start here, and then you can come back around to PTO, and then you can jump into other things. It's not a linear process, so it's okay if you're not in it right now. But another place you can go to get developed is going to be in our tribes. Uh, basically, these are just small groups of people that are meeting together throughout the week trying to get one step closer to God with one another. And we have tribes that are meeting uh, that do all kinds of stuff from like learning the basics of uh, what we believe as a church to uh, people that are getting together to help defeat their addictions to pornography. Uh, we also have a tribe that will go on walks at Mission San Juan on Saturday mornings. We even had a motorcycle tribe meet up uh, this week and go on a ride and, and ride to Hondo. Like it was really cool to see all these folks doing that. Um, and, and it's just really interesting there. And as a matter of fact, we have some of our tribe leaders in the service right now. So if you're a tribe leader, what I want you to do is just go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand up right now. Robbie, you're a tribe leader, yeah? All right, cool. So I want you guys to take a look at all of our tribe leaders that are all in here right now. And if you are interested in getting involved with a tribe, I want you to talk with them after this service is done. Go and say hi, see what their tribe is all about, and just get to know them. We also got folks in the cafe. If you're in the cafe and you lead a tribe, I want you to stand up. I know Priscilla's in there in the cafe, and what she does is lead our women's tribe that meets on Tuesday nights every uh, twice a month. So uh, go and see Priscilla behind the cafe bar, but go and meet with these people and hear what they have to say about their tribe. If you uh, are, you know, if you meet with them and you're like, oh man, that's not going to fit with, with what I'm doing. Uh, that's totally cool. You can go and grab a tribe menu in the lobby on the shelves and pick one of those up and you can see every single tribe that meets throughout the week. I mean, they even have like this really cool tribe where they meet at Whataburger for lunch on Mondays and it's my tribe that I lead. <laughs> And you're more than welcome to show up to that too. Just, you can go there, you see my email, email me, and we'll, I'll let you know when we're gonna be meeting up on Mondays at about 11.30 at Whataburger. Um, so so uh, 
let's, let's meet up and, and let's get into tribes. Or you can go online to citychurchdowntown.com slash tribes and you can sign up there digitally all from your phone or your computer and just get everything going just like that. So um, I gave you all the information on our tribes and it's really exciting because we've got lots of cool stuff going on. Uh, but I got to get really transparent with you guys uh, right now um, because even though tribes are, are going really well right now, uh, they haven't always been that great. And as a church, City Church downtown, we've like nailed the develop part, right? Or the deliver part. We've been nailing that. We, we built a place where people can come and feel comfortable and be able to hear about Jesus for the first time or actually connect with Jesus for the first time. And we've absolutely done a great job at that for forever. And then we've been good at the deploy part. We want you to go out there and be the church and do great things and, and, and make fantastic things happen. But what we've learned is that the develop part is just as crucial as the deliver and the deploy. But we weren't putting our efforts there as much as we should have been. Um, part of it was because we just couldn't because we were a small church trying to get things going. But the other part is that we just hadn't placed the emphasis that we needed to on that. And for some of you, you guys are like, no, 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 man, Sundays are enough. Like, I come here, I get developed every Sunday, and, and I'm, I'm ready to go. But developing is way deeper than what you get on a Sunday. Uh, and, and I'll put it like this. So uh, think about the last 10 services you've been to. Can you remember the big idea of the last 10 services that you've been to? Like, probably not, right? Because that's a little bit hard. But when we're developing, we're developing with people. That's what we're talking about, right? God delivers, but people develop us. So think about, can you name 10 people that have developed you? Absolutely. You can start just naming a list of people. Oh, yeah, there's so-and-so. And that person helped me, and I remember how they brought me up. And so this is the importance of developing, Sundays are for inspiring you to go out and do things. Sundays are for you guys to, to sit in here and uh, actually be inspired to go and do stuff, to hear about the gospel, to hear about Jesus. That's what Sundays are for. The rest of the week, that's for developing. And you've got to get that. It's so important. And so uh, we realized it was so important. So Doug pulled me aside one day and said, hey, Humby, uh, I need you to switch jobs. I used to be the producer back there in charge of all the services, making sure everything went well within the services, but he was like, no, 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 I, I need you to come and start working on these tribes. We've got to put our full effort, we've got to put full resources into this because it's ultra important. So for the last 18 months, that's what I've been doing. I've been just running around with tribes, trying to lead them, trying to support them in a, in a way that, that actually helped them grow so you guys will be served in the best way possible. And, and I got to tell you, like, I'm so grateful to have this God uh, that we work with that's just so uh, graceful and awesome because he's just been making things work. Like you saw, he's been pulling people up to lead tribes, and then he's been pulling people in to go ahead and show up to these tribes. Uh, we, this semester, we have 21 different tribes tribes that you guys can get connected to. This past week, we had 258 people involved in tribes and developing and getting better together. And this is something that's super exciting and awesome. But the best part about it is that we have space in there for, for you guys to get a part of it, for you guys to still jump in and for you guys to join in. So again, Chat with the tribe leaders that are here. Grab a tribe menu on your way out and be sure and go to citychurchdowntown.com slash tribe to get more information on that. 
And what we want our tribes to be like, uh, you see that here in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. So let's go ahead and read this. There it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We have to be a people that are getting together and developing. We want to develop each other to do acts of love. We want to inspire each other to do good works in the world. We want to continue to meet with one another and make phone calls and be on text message threads and send silly memes with one another. Like We want to do more than just meet up for a little bit and pray for a few minutes and then go ahead and go on our own ways. We want to be in real communities. We want to make real friends here. That's what we're aiming for. My goal is that we can get everyone into this in this church into the tribe. Not only can we get everyone in this church in a tribe, but we can get more people in tribes that actually show up to church on a Sunday. That's my goal. That's Doug's goal. That's our church's goal. That's how we become a fully 3D church. Because I want you guys to be in a tribe because nobody should have to wait in a hospital room all by themselves while a loved one is getting worked on in the back. Because no one should have to get biopsy results and sit there waiting by the phone by themselves. Because nobody should have to go through a divorce all alone. And of course, nobody should have to stand at an open grave all by themselves. We need people to be with us when we need to be encouraged. We need people to develop us. That's our big idea for today, guys. God delivered you, but you need people to get developed. And one of the best examples of this scripture, one of the best examples of this big idea uh, comes from my, from my good buddy, uh, Bob Riddle. You see, his restaurant is called Big Bob's Burgers. And two Christmases ago, uh, his business was in trouble, and they were about to close their doors. And he reached out to his tribe via Facebook, and he wrote a message uh, asking people to help out, and, and this is how his message ended. There it said, uh, this has been a tough year for me, I'm not whining, and I would rather be offering help than asking for it. Please come eat with us. Please share it on your page, and we will get through this, but we need you. Merry Christmas. So within 24 hours of Bob posting this on his Facebook page, it had been shared more than 4,400 times. 4,400 times. And the line out his restaurant was out the door for weeks. It was amazing. And then it, everything was good for Bob because his business was saved and he was loving life and just everything was looking great until he was diagnosed with Parkinson's shortly after that. But he kept on fighting. And shortly after he was diagnosed and started treatments, he posted this. Uh, there Bob said, we were two weeks away from closing, and because of all your help, we have a lot of hope and more time. So instead of living in fear of what could happen, I want to thank you for being so wonderful. I have a lot to pay back for all the kindness shown to us, and that is why I need your help again. If there is something we can do for your church, school, or civic organization, please let us know. We don't have money, but we have food, space, and lots of time to help. And it wasn't something that he just said to be nice 
Bob followed through with it. That's what Bob did. Bob followed through. Countless organizations would go through there and get fundraisers at his restaurant. As a matter of fact, we did one. At the beginning of the restore, early on, we did this thing where I said, hey, everybody go eat there, have a meal, whatever. Bob's going to kick some stuff back. So before that happened, I actually called Bob. I was like, hey, Bob, um, you know, I know you're doing this thing, whatever. We'd really love to do a fundraiser there, and we would love it. It would be mega generous of you if you could just kick back like 10%. We would absolutely love that. And, and Bob, just kind of being the, his gruff self, uh, just kind of like laughed, and he said, screw that, Humby, we'll give you 25%. And it was just like, okay, cool, Bob, that's, that's awesome. And, and I'm like, dude, you know, like, I don't want you to, to be put out, like, this isn't, this isn't cool, like, dude, don't even worry about it, just 10%, that'll be totally fine. He's like, no, Humby, 25% is going to be how much we give. And the day after that, he had a check, called me, said, hey, your check's waiting here for you, come pick it up. Like, he was that dude. He was following through with everything he said he would do. So then this past Christmas, he continued that generosity. Bob decided to go and get 100 turkeys to smoke to just hand out to people. He put it on his Facebook again. He said, hey, if you need turkey for Christmas this year, show up to my restaurant, and I'm going to hook you up. So again, his community got involved. More and more people kept on showing up and giving him turkeys so he could smoke them and hand them out. And again, and this time Bob called me. He's like, Humby, I got more turkeys than what I know what to do with, man. He's like, uh, um, do, do you know of anybody that, that could use some turkeys? I'm like, well, hold on, let me, let me make some phone calls. So made some calls, got off the phone, got back with Bob, and within an hour of that phone call, he had wrapped up turkeys, and we got them delivered to Strong Foundation, uh, the ministry for homeless families, and they had a handful of turkeys for Christmas this year. And it was because Bob was just like in, and he wanted to do that. He was exactly what this verse in Hebrews was all about. He was exactly what this... Uh, big idea is for today. He had people develop him. So then he started going and doing things out in the world. And not only that, Bob was a believer. Bob understood and believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for his sins and that he would be able to enjoy eternity in heaven. So even though he was going through Parkinson's, even though his stuff was getting worse and worse, I'd walk in and I'd see him tremoring and shaking and just, you know, uh, having a tough go of it. Uh, Every time I saw him, he made us feel welcomed. He'd give me a big hug. And I'd be like, hey, Bob, how are you going? Oh, well, this is terrible, and this is awful, and this hurts, but I'm blessed. And I know I'm taken care of, and I get to spend time with people like you. I get to see friends like you, and, and this is what I get to do all day. I'm incredibly blessed, and I'm so thankful for what I've been given. You see, he was delivered. He hung out with his people. They developed him, and then he decided to deploy himself and start inspiring other people to do amazing things. He doesn't even understand how many people were inspired to do that. And what was funny was um, Bob had a really weird sense of humor, and and so he uh, actually got... um, this TV station showed up when he started handing out turkeys. Everybody heard about it. Oh, this is a really cool story. Let's show up. And one of the times uh, when one of the cameras in front of him, he said this. He said, it's too late for me to be rich, so instead... I'm just going to try and have a well-attended funeral. (laughs) And very soon, we'll find out how well he did at that. Because Bob, Bob passed away this past Friday. He doesn't have to deal with the Parkinson's anymore. 
He doesn't have to deal with those tremors or the treatments or, or anything like that. You know, he, he gets to enjoy something far better. You know, down, <laughs> down the stretch, Bob lived his life the best way he could. And uh, yeah, his community showed up for him, developed him. But again, his belief in Jesus is what helped push him to do these things. He was always blessed. He was always happy to see you, and he always made you feel like family every time you stepped into the restaurant. And knowing that Jesus died on the cross for him helped motivate him to serve his community. And knowing that Jesus died on the cross for him is why he's able to spend eternity with heaven, or with him in heaven right now. So if you've never experienced that, if you've never started that relationship with Jesus, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. Let's go ahead and bow our heads to pray. So if you're someone who wants to start that relationship today, go ahead and pray something like this with me. Father, I'm weary. I need a Savior. I need someone to deliver me from all of this. I want you. I want to follow you the best way I know how. So right here, right now, I'm telling you that I believe Jesus died on the cross for all my sins. And for the rest of my days, I will chase after you the best that I can. Now, with our heads still bowed, I want to say another prayer. If you're a believer, whether it's been for your whole life or it just happened 10 seconds ago, I want you to pray something like this with me. Father, thank you for what you have given me. Thank you for delivering me. Also, thank you for the people that are around me that you have given to me. I would ask you right now that you would highlight the folks that I need to have in my tribe. I ask that you would highlight the tribe leader that I need to go see to join that tribe. And I ask that when we get together, that you would help us develop one another. Thank you for the, everything that you have given to us. We love you. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.